Today's episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind, a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, my name is Robert Lamb, and this is The Monster Fact, a short-form series from Stuff to Blow Your Mind focusing in on mythical creatures, ideas, and monsters in time. Nothing beats a good Dungeons & Dragons cave environment. Whether you're talking about an isolated cavern lair for a surface-rampaging monster or the dark subterranean kingdoms of the Underdark, either way, there's no shortage of exotic monsters to populate these environments, and at least two of them stand out for their mimicry of stalactites and stalagmites. First, let's refresh on the nature of stalactites and stalagmites. Stalactites, derived from the Greek to drip, is a mineral formation caused by dripping that forms on the ceiling. The corresponding formation on the floor of a cavern is a stalagmite. Some folks might keep this straight in their own heads by reminding themselves that stalactite has a C in it for ceiling and stalagmite has a G in it for ground. At any rate, let's start on the floor. Amid the stalagmites of D&D, you'll find the occasional roper, a large one-eyed monster that mimics a silent cone of stone until an adventurer strays too close, then its tentacles lash out and pull the victim in towards its deadly maw. Amid the stalactites, you'll find an even more fascinating creature, the piercer. This predatory mollusk has a sharp stalactite-shaped shell, enabling it to blend in on a cavern ceiling until, guess what, along comes another hapless adventure and the piercer drops like the sword of Damocles and hopefully skewers the poor sap to the floor. If this is a success, the piercer or piercers, because sometimes they apparently live in groups, begin the feast. A fail, however, means the creature has to slowly crawl back up the wall to the ceiling in order to try its gravity-assisted attack once more. The piercer is a fantastic monster concept, and both of these cave dwellers have been lashing out against adventurers since the first edition of Dungeons & Dragons. However, when we turn to the cave environments of the natural world, we don't find creatures that employ such tactics. While there are many amazing subterranean organisms with unique adaptations, you might well ponder over the seeming absence of stalactite and stalagmite mimics. As evolutionary developmental biologist William R. Jeffrey points out in his 2009 paper, Regressive Evolution in Astyanax Cavefish, quote, In surface-dwelling animals, pigmentation is used for protection from sunlight, camouflage, mimicry, and species and sex recognition, all of which are irrelevant in the dark cave environment. 
Jeffrey is dealing chiefly with cave fish here in this paper, but I think we can safely apply this concept to other cave dwellers as well. Again, we have to remember that these are lightless worlds where sight and the organs of sight lose their importance. Other senses become the coin of the realm. In Dungeons and Dragons, however, we have to remember that these wholly fictional cave environments revolve entirely around the inevitable arrival of generally sighted characters, and they're often aided by magical vision, lamps, and or a plethora of bioluminescent fungi. And we have to remind ourselves that mimicry in the real world doesn't have to be visual. It can certainly be auditory. For instance, the greater mouse-eared bat has been observed to mimic the sounds of buzzing hornets to scare away predatory owl species. Meanwhile, Chinese cicadas are also known to use intraspecific sexual mimicry. That means males using female sounds in this case, which amounts to a similar sort of auditory deception. And hey, D&D has us covered there as well with the lucrata. Monstrous beasts said to lure in their victims by mimicking the voices of humans and other intelligent species, inspired by the half-hyena, half-lion creatures described by Pliny the Elder, said to reside in Ethiopia, yet, quote, mimics the voices of men and cattle. Tune in for additional episodes of The Monster Fact each week. As always, you can email us at contact at stufftoblowyourmind.com. Stuff to Blow Your Mind is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts are wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Today's episode is brought to you by Visible. The future of wireless is here, and it's transparent. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 a month, every month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees, no surprises, no, really. What are you waiting for? Get with the times and switch to Visible at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com.